Hello and welcome to the Majors Metal Podcast, episode 195. And my audio should be good this time, so fingers crossed. Um, okay, so you're hearing me, Gavin, obviously, and I'm joined by Stephanie. Hey! And uh, we have a special guest. Well, we did an interview today with, with a very special guest we're going to mention in a second. And um, it was Stephanie's first interview, and she did really well. Thank you. I... I, I thought I did pretty well. I like think it? it was I think it was a tough one because you know this person really well. Mm-hmm. And it's although people might think, oh well, if you know the person really well, then that would be easy. It's actually not when you know so much about someone to interview them, knowing right. all the answers is tough. And then, you know, this was a person that I didn't know a whole lot about until we became friends and obviously learned a lot about, but then in the build-up to, like, this was planned yesterday. Like, we didn't know we were going to get this until yesterday. So we didn't have long to prepare, and I think we did a good job. I think it was awesome, yeah. And yeah. it helps when you're the, your interviewee is also really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it a long time now, so. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, the the guest that we had on is the phenomenal single, single, the phenomenal singer songwriter tony luca who i mean i'm going to get stephanie to explain who tony luca is to anyone that doesn't know who he is but like it's just such a nice guy so you you explain who who is tony luca oh so i came to know him because he was on the mickey mouse club in the, the early 90s the only mickey mouse club so um for seasons and seasons with the two of the nsync boys Brittany, christina and then um, he set off on his own and became a, a independent artist who has a um, wealth of stories about his career and his life. So you can't really pin him down, but definitely a the singer, songwriter, the songwriter. But he's um, his voice is magical. Um, and then, you know, he was on The Voice season two. I cannot remember what what year that would have been but um and then came in he placed <laughs> I you know remember. what though like I, I'm, I'm gonna say <laughs> it. he came he came third but that's nothing yeah. to turn your nose up to is it Coming no not third, at all amazing i couldn't remember if it was second or third but third place on the voice that that second season um and then since then he's been um producing and making his own music releasing his own albums and uh just a just an amazing human being as well and uh super fun to talk to but he he does so many things he's but he is the he is a singer songwriter i think that's where he's where he's at here that's yeah and that's kind of that's the side of him that i got into when i was doing the research was 
the singer songwriter and just how he goes about the whole songwriting thing. And that's what you'll hear in the interviews that I quizzed them about because I was so curious to know. I'm always curious to know how songwriters, because everyone has a different process. I'm always curious to know how they do it. And uh, Tony's got a very unique way of doing it. And uh, he's incredibly good at it. And he's definitely found his niche in life. He's, um, uh, he's done so much stuff. Of course. His, his career is so huge and the things that he's done. Um, he's lived in New York, Nashville, LA, of course, Orlando for a little while. Like, and then he's from Michigan, I think Detroit area, but you know, all those different places where he's done his songwriting and different things. Now he's based in Nashville and writing a lot more towards country genre. Yeah. Um, so, um, Brett, he's touring with Brett Young right now. Brett Young is a, a country yeah. artist who is also a writer. And um, Tony met Brett and the rest of Brett's band in L.A. long ago. Okay. And so Brett has formed his band around songwriters and artists who are good on their own. And so Tony is a side guy. For, for Brett Young, he plays in his band. He plays um, oh, okay. rhythm guitar. Um, so when when we're interviewing Tony and he's coming to us from an empty amphitheater, it's because yeah, like that was amazing because yeah. obviously, like our, 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 most of our listeners, they just listen to the audio. Of course, mm-hmm. if you are a patron, you'll get the video. But um, yeah, when we were recorded with him, you'd see that he was in this big amphitheater and it just looked incredible. Mm-hmm. It really did. And he plays for well, right now they're they're touring with Sam Hunt. They're yeah. the supporting, they're the opening act for Sam Hunt. So Tony and the guys, they play for, you know, an hour, <laughs> a, a night. But then Sam Hunt is the main act. So they're playing for 20,000 people each night, you know? Yeah. But it's Brett Young. It's I would say it's more like five, 6,000. But with Sam Hunt, it's uh, huge, huge shows, you know, Jumbotron shows. So yeah. anyway, that's what he's currently up to is playing guitar for brett young on tour which is amazing for him and i think he's in he enjoys it but um he still is at his own i I believe he's the singer songwriter is is who he is yeah yeah or musician he's just a musician he's not just a singer (laughs) he's an all-rounder isn't he he's an all-rounder for sure for sure so you mentioned the Mickey Mouse Club. Now I'm from England, obviously, and I and we didn't get that in England. Like, so I only know of the Mickey Mouse Club because, like you mentioned before, like Christina Aguilera was on there, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling was on there, JC Chazay. There's a bunch of people, and you know, whenever they talk about these people, they always mention the Mickey Mouse Club, and that's all I know. And so I would assume from what I've picked up is that it's it was kind of like a Saturday Saturday night live, but with kids. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And it was on but it was on in the morning, obviously. No, and it was uh, just like I believe it was on in the evening. But oh, was I, it? I, I oh, okay. But I, I think I was watching reruns. I was pretty young. <laughs> but yeah. the, um yes, it was like a skit comedy show, but there was lots of music too, like music right. num- musical numbers. And they would cover um, current popular songs and all those different cast members would have, you know, there'd be one song with, uh, of course, as an NSYNC fan, Tony and JC from NSYNC singing Now and Forever right. by Richard Marks or, um, oh, there's so many, More Than Words. I don't, 
Um, but anyway, like that. But then they'd have the faster ones with the dancing and the choreography. <laughs> yeah. But all those younger, they were so, they were younger teenagers, but the show was for kids. Yeah. And I was, okay. So they were singing, but was there like little skits of acting as well? Yes. Where, okay. Like yeah. comedy, comedy. Yes. That's what I figured it was. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just a different way for me, different way of life for me. Like I don't, right. we just didn't get it. It wasn't like I wasn't a fan or tear my nose because oh, I, yeah. I loved watching that. We just didn't get it. We only got it at my grandmother's house because we didn't have, we had, we didn't have cable or we didn't, at least we didn't have the Disney channel. Yeah. So we were watching it at my grandma's, like if our parents picked us up late that day. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, um, there were also segments in it, like where they'd take fan mail and read it and answer questions or, you know, they'd go out in the town and like meet people. And yeah. it was, you know, but it was a variety show for kids. So what did it have to do with Mickey Mouse? What like what was that connection? Oh, nothing. But the original Mickey Mouse Club, you can't quote me on this because I haven't done my research, but the original Mickey Mouse Club, I believe, was in the 50s. And oh, okay. that, that was more like Disney Mickey Mouse was there, Annette Funicello and whoever the guy was, but it was a similar situation. So in the late 80s, when they started the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, yeah, it was based on that. So, so Mickey never made an appearance on the like the Tony um, Luca era. He probably did at some point. But I don't. I should, don't. We should have asked Tony, shouldn't we? We should have asked we him like asked what's Mickey question. Mouse like in real life. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down for next time. But there's, <laughs> um, there's a like at the end they still sang the M I C K E Y. Hey, why? Why? Because we like you. <laughs> they still every episode ended with them all singing. Okay, yeah. No, I just I was just curious to know if Mickey was involved in any way, and and the fact that he really wasn't is kind of upsetting because like, <laughs> yeah, Mickey his name's in the show. Why isn't he there? Too right? busy, I guess. That's so funny. Too busy. Never even really thought about that, but I mean, his face was on the everything, like all the outfits they had and everything like that. They had Mickey Mouse, but it's like it was Mickey Mouse's club, kind of like. Um, trying to think of the, the the um, Smokey the Bear, like <laughs> only you yeah. can prevent forest fires, <laughs> like right. like the mascot like for for their club was Mickey yeah. Mouse. Okay. That's, anyway, that's funny. I never thought about that. What's yeah. Mickey no, Mouse I was like? Just, I, was, I was just interested because we didn't. That, that's one thing we didn't talk to him about was the Mickey Mouse Club because it was just so right. far back and. We, we, I think we basically start off by talking to him about songwriting and touring and stuff. So mm-hmm. it just didn't really fit where we were going with the conversation. Right. But we did talk to him about the voice, which you'll hear, which was really interesting. And um, yeah, I like, I just, I, I really enjoyed this interview and, and we're going to play it now because um, why not? I mean, it's just, it, honestly, it's like, especially really impressed with Stephanie and how well she did. Um, but what a great get, first guest for you. I mean, it's been a long time since we had you know, a, a celeb guest on and um, it's been, it's so worth the wait for Tony. It really was. Yes. I thank so, you. And I, I enjoyed myself immensely. I was nervous at first, but then I wasn't. At yeah. All. I, I'm like Sorry. that every time. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So without further ado, here is our interview with Tony Luca. Major. 
It's, I don't know what's going on, but I've got like an audio interface and the USB that it's connected up to just it keeps disconnecting and then connecting me to the microphone on my webcam, which sounds like I'm on a phone. Ah, so, right. But as long as you guys can hear me, that's the main thing. Yeah. Okay. I've just started. I've just started using these headphones for like phone calls as well. And I just I can't I can't hear me. So I can't trust that you can. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, fingers crossed everything goes well anyway. Yeah, as well, I'm I'm obviously like I'm at work <laughs> and uh they're getting ready to they'll start sound I'm, of all days to do this. It's raining and everybody's inside <laughs> and all the all the green rooms are like loaded with dudes bouncing around and I couldn't find a quiet place to do this. So I'm like, well, you know what? It's kind of quiet out in the pavilion right now. But if they start uh, sound checking, I'll have to go find another quieter spot. So. Man, but like just looking at that where you are now and seeing all, all those seats, knowing full well they're going to be full of people soon, like that must be uh, such a thrill. I, I used to be in a band years ago and we used to do like, um, I can't really see exactly how big that is, but it looks like roughly around the same. And it, oh, I used to get such a thrill being on stage and performing. Oh, yeah, man. It, it's, it never gets old. It really no, does never, it never not, gets like, old. It's an adrenaline rush that you can't really can't compare to anything else. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of like a selfish feeling as well, because you're aware that like everyone there, their eyes and focus are on you. <laughs> and that's like, it's such a thrill. It is fun. It is cool, man. Yeah. So, so um, I was going to say, where about are you now? Exactly. We're in Raleigh, Raleigh, um, Raleigh. North, North Carolina. Raleigh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Raleigh. Nice. Um, yeah. And it's, we've had really nice weather the last couple of weeks, but today it's been raining. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So obviously like Stephanie knows you really well. I'm, I'm a new fan. Like I've been listening to your music since I've been friends with Stephanie. So a couple of years now, absolutely love your stuff. Like I'm, I'm into songwriting myself. So like you, a big inspiration to me. Um, Thanks, which is which is great but i don't know how this interview is gonna go because she knows you so well that like any questions she's going to ask she probably already knows the answers to so i'm like i've come <laughs> up with my questions but i'm like is this going to be like suffice like i don't know oh shoot oh you're still yeah. there we, we still got you Good. okay yeah it dropped for a second you're gonna be so fine gavin so like how long have you guys known each other COVID. Um, yeah, during, I've known Tony since COVID. I was like seven. No, but like actually <laughs> known each other. COVID. Yeah, during COVID, we we uh, you know she's part of the, the the network of fans, friends, and family that supported me through the the pandemic, and um, we actually met met what for the first time, like. Like the Where? first time that you knew who I was <laughs> was like 2021. But right before the pandemic, I joined Patreon right before the pandemic. And I met Tony, oh, yeah. but he didn't know who I w was until after the pandemic. But I'd done guitar lessons and like been there yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but okay, I so met the whole Tony when like in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> oh really way back in the day okay. like, yeah yeah and then like in 2015 or so i met him again but again he didn't know who i was so yeah <laughs> but now you're, you're yeah. infamous now we, everyone knows stephanie 
Yes. Now her <laughs> reputation precedes herself. Unfortunately. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so with these yeah. guitar lessons, was this just something you started doing through lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, um, you know, just, just trying to figure it all out, you know, and um, had been wanting to get into like teaching of some kind, like more so uh, workshop kind of stuff about um, workflow, work ethic, you know, longevity, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's somewhat specific to the music business, but um, sort of a larger syllabus. And But I was like, maybe I just like, test the waters with a couple of lessons here and there and see if I've like got this in me to sit down and teach people. But as well, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it was a nice little way to kind of bring in some additional income. Uh, but more importantly, it became like a really killer way to, to connect even deeper with, with fans and friends that wanted to just spend that kind of time. Like one of the people I taught you know, was, uh, wanted to, to, um, she wanted to learn songwriting not necessarily music or playing piano or guitar, but songwriting. And um, so I was like, okay, yeah, I would just talk to her about the process, like from a Nashville centric sort of perspective or, or the difference between all the different types of writing, like pop and country and sync stuff, you know, like film and television and commercials and those things. Yeah. Uh, but those, those lessons quickly became just like really great conversations. Yes. And we just got to like, really lean on each other and have these wonderful conversations um to where like when we stopped doing it we were like i, I kind of miss you <laughs> <laughs> like can we just get on the horn and shoot the shit again for a minute so uh so that's kind of how it was you know yeah and the lessons were just real basic and i, I i'm not a a, a music theory snob or or, or you know i i just kind of teach you what i know and teach you what you want to learn and um you know next thing you know you're drumming away at the campfire you know yeah and it's amazing how quick I, I know a few chords i really can't play very well i know enough to write a couple of songs but it's amazing that like just a few chords once you remember them it's it's muscle memory and you know exactly where to put your fingers and yeah it's, yeah it's it really is like i urge anyone yeah. to pick up an uh, you know especially guitar just mm -hmm. pick it up and just, just go with the flow see what you can do yeah yeah Steph's yeah, not bad. Steph's yeah. Steph actually pretty good when she practices. I yeah, well, that, that's the thing as well. It's you, making sure you pick it up regularly as well. You know, it's it's important. Yeah. But then, of course, if you've got kids and a job, it's like it is difficult. Unless it's part <laughs> of your job like it is for you, Tony. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so with songwriting, that was another question I had. What Do you feel that's something you can teach? Like, because you're really gifted in the way you are with lyrics. Like, do, like that to me seems something like you'd have to be naturally gifted at. Uh, thanks, man. I, I, I don't, I think like some people just have uh, a penchant for uh, language and, and vocabulary and words and putting them together and using colorful language and have a, a more poetic sense of things. But I think in terms of song structure and, uh, and composition, I think, yeah, you can definitely teach those, those basics and, um, it's more like just introducing a corral or guardrails within which to be creative, you know, and understand that like, you know, country hit songs aren't 
there's no accidents there. There's, there's, whether you like it or not as an aesthetic, you know, sound, it's, it, it's unmistakably uh, a craft it, it, and it's, it's a specific approach to it that is, is pretty formulaic, you know, and you can, you can teach that pretty, pretty yeah. well, pretty easily. And at least introduce people to like, Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. And okay. Well, if I was writing this from a Nashville lens, I might do this, but if I was writing more of a pop thing, I'd try this. Um, but yeah, I, I, it just like anything though, it's, it's a muscle and, uh, you know, I've, I've been journaling since I was a teenager and, you know, I, 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 I was not an avid reader, but a, but a fan of, of literature. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I may have had a thesaurus in my book bag for a lot of years. <laughs> um, and now of course you don't need that because we've got our cell phones. <laughs> now I have my cell phone. Um, yeah, it's, uh, so I, I, yeah, I I think it's it's all about um, exposure to you know that which you find admirable or or you know stand out you know so if you're if you're listening to shit music you're gonna probably write shit music when it's time to write it but if you're listening to Joni Mitchell or or um, you know Bob Dylan or Jackson Brown or Paul Simon you know eventually that that influence is going to kind of reveal itself and um, you know yeah so what is the songwriting process for you do you start with like a melody first and then come up with the lyrics or vice versa you know it's never never the same way twice um, I normally you know for a lot of years um, was always about the guitar finding a riff I don't know if that beeping is annoying to you guys because again I can't, can't really hear, hear it, it to be honest. It's, it's very okay, faint good. in the background. Okay, good, good, good. Um it used to be all about the guitar and finding a good riff and a and a thing that was um evoking a mood of some kind that would kind of get my brain thinking in a particular direction, whether it was like melancholy or aggressive or romantic or something. Um and then I would work backwards from there um but as i you know as i get you get on with it you realize like how often you, you'll write yourself into a corner that way yeah if you got this really cool riff this really cool groove this sets a vibe and then you start writing these lyrics and you don't really know where it's going um and then you get to this chorus and you're like oh what do i want to say <laughs> and uh, you're looking for like you're looking for like that bumper sticker slogan you know and um, and it doesn't come. And so all that time and all that creative energy just kind of winds up sitting in a dustbin or something. Yeah. Whereas the Nashville approach that I've really come to admire and enjoy and appreciate is uh, starting with the title. And that used to drive me nuts when people would say, no, you start with the title. I'm like, what? No, the title is what you arrive at. And that's what makes songwriting so magical. And I'm like, no, <laughs> start with the title and enjoy the process and write a song and get it done and, and move on to the next song, as opposed to having a bunch of half finished ideas because you don't have good titles. Um, so, yeah, if you get a, a good title. Like. Uh, Sam Hunt has a song or someone has a song, I forget whose it is. I, they do it during Sam's show, so I forget if he's cover or if it's his, but uh, it's 
uh, wishful drinking. Oh, nice. Like, like that's a title, right? You give, yeah. uh, put a, you know, give get two, three really decent writers in a room and give them that title. And you're going to get, you're going to get a banger. <laughs> you're going to get a really good country song at the very least. Yeah. And so that's what I mean is, is that people, so guys in, in, um, writers in Nashville, they, they, they tend to, um, just keep on them on their phone somewhere at least like a, a list of titles so yeah. all the time it's it's kind of a 24 hour seven thing that you know if a title hits you it, it just sparks imagination it gets your brain going like oh yeah okay that's a conversation i know i want to have with another co-writer we'll write a great song about that so they jot down the song titles so when you get into a, a songwriting session i might go through my voice memos and play them a couple of riffs that i had on the guitar uh but usually only after someone presents a title we're like oh yeah oh check out this riff i think this would go well with that title and then you know next thing you know you're off to the races yeah of course i've, got, I've had one in, in my mind for like five years now and it's um <laughs> sleep, sleeping on the cold side of the bed and it's obviously about you know someone leaving you and then you're sleeping on their side of the bed which is obviously cold because it's not there anymore but i've never gotten any further than just that one line so That's it's there but it's saved yeah yeah hang on to that one yeah Oh, you, I, I mean, you're free to use it too, Tony, as long as you put my name down on the credits. <laughs> you'll, be, yeah. you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be driving down the road one day, flipping through the stations, and all of a sudden, sleeping on the cold side. <laughs> there's, a, there's a friend of mine who heard me say, I have holes in my soles about my boots. And she was like, we're writing a song, but it's been a year and a half. I like that. That's a good one as well. It's my boots, yeah. my boots. My old boots have holes and the water and beer and piss and whatever is that context comes <laughs> up through them. <laughs> yeah. Then you get metaphorical with it then and it's yeah. right. No, right. right. There's holes in holes in my soul. Holes in my souls. I don't know. We didn't soul. take it any further. <laughs> Fantastic. It's, it's saved. So I've actually That's got great. a little bit of a, a little bit of a game I want to play. This is like song lyrics of Tony's, and I want to see if you can name the song, Steph. And finish off the line as well. Oh, so I've got, I've got four songs. <laughs> so I'm just going to read out a line from the, each song. And I want to see if you can. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read it and see if you can guess what the next line is. No, you have you have to sing. No, I'm not going <laughs> to sing it. No, I'm not, definitely not going to sing it. Um, Wait, Tony's Tony's froze. Tony Are can you help there? you. If Tony, because Tony might get stuck as well. Tony might be like, I don't know what he's talking about. But <laughs> if he does and you, you're stuck, he can help you. Fun so a friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay, so right. the first one is, um, I see you called a cab. I'll help you with your bag. So what is the next line? I have no... <laughs> Falling at the first Absolutely hurdle. no clue. Does no Tony clue. even know what that is? Um, yeah. Bless you. It's, um, thank you. It's, uh, it's the least that I can do. You're on your way. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. But what and song what, is it, that's... Steph? Come on now, what song is it now? You've got all that information. <laughs> no clue. I have no clue. That that's a deep cut. I'm trying to think of that. Gavin's, even... Gavin's over here digging deep. Yeah, but this okay, so do you know which one it is, Tony? Do you actually know? I the do name? I do, but I'm wondering where you found it. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. That? So it's obviously the song's called Might As Well Be Mine. And I was yeah. listening to another podcast while I was doing research, and you played the song on the podcast live. 
Oh, okay. it was a re- it wasn't a great recording because it was like via phone or something. But I like it was enough for me to go. That is a beautiful song. So I looked it up because I hadn't heard it before, and then I found the proper recorded version, which I think was a key higher. I think I can't remember. Oh, probably um, yeah. Yeah, it's released. It's lovely. So I wrote it down to see if Steph would get it. No, it's released. Is that <laughs> was that on the the right here EP? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I okay. just looked. I'm not okay. Uh, See, I yeah, love ballads. Well I love ballads, so that one was one of my favorites when I heard that one. Yeah, Gavin, yeah, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Hang on, you might you might get the other three. No. Okay, um, <laughs> here we go. Um, if I could read your mind, I'd know the truth. That's <laughs> it's tough. No, sing it. It rhymes. Man, the next, if I could read your mind, I'd know the truth. So then, the next line rhymes with that. Wow, it's so weird when you take it straight out of context like that. I'm thinking, I can be your mind. <laughs> I know the truth. Uh, what is something proof? I think, right? Uh, yeah, he's got it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like this because Tony stumped as well. <laughs> Tony <laughs> forgot the lyrics. We drink. Oh right. <laughs> oh, looks I have like no we're drinking. Idea. Looks like we're drinking. So um, the line is, I wouldn't need any other proof. And it's, do you know the song, Tony? Do you know which song it is? <laughs> I do, but it's just like so, it's so up in the brain right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm struggling. That's Empty-handed amazing. Blues. Empty-handed blues. Okay, here, here's what's crazy is empty-handed blues. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, God, okay. <laughs> wow, that's another yeah. Good, that's another, another good song. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> next, next one. So I pedaled across the country, wound up here in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Um, no, <laughs> no. This okay. is it's obviously, but I can't think of. Do you know the song? Do you at least know the title? No. This is not an easy game. If if you ask me any question about You're an artist terrible. like I loved and I've loved my whole life, I, there's can no we, way I get any of them. Can we do in sync instead? <laughs> <laughs> How funny! Uh, yeah, that's that's from True Story. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and yep. the, the follow-up line is, I, "Yeah, I left my high school sweetheart when I realized I could." <laughs> oh fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, come on, Steph. Right, next one. Okay, uh, let's get this one now. Easy. Right. You ready? No. Left, <laughs> right, left. Sorry, left, right. <laughs> left, right, left, right, side to side. Shake it, baby. Shake it. No need to hide. <laughs> He's got it. It's from Wiggle It Out. Yeah, I knew you'd get that one. Oh, uh, wow. Thanks for yeah, the we... thanks for the bone, Gavin. Thanks for the bone. <laughs> spanning some uh, spanning some genres there with those little uh, tidbits. <laughs> oh man, they, they, it was good. It was good fun coming up with them, and I'm not I'm not surprised that you didn't get them all, Steph, because it's not an easy game. And you no you way. joked, you said, "Oh, let's do NSYNC. I tried that with you last night as a test. No, you did, you and I could not get it. You, yeah, you couldn't get it. It's it's, it's hard. I don't pick the easy songs. I pick the obscure no, ones, the, the obscure song. album tracks. I mean, pretty good. 
There's another game that we play sometimes on the podcast where we, we reverse the track a little bit. So we play a clip of it, but it's backwards and we call it backtrack and you've got to guess what the song is. And it's only like three seconds. It's yeah. uh, that's hard. That's, that's really yeah. Hard. That's, I remember the radio stations used to do that. They'd play like just yeah. a quick clip of it. If you could guess it, you'd get tickets to the. Yeah, the we have no, we have no, we have no prizes. <laughs> <laughs> I won once with yeah. the, but not, it wasn't backwards. It was two seconds of a song and I won. Like, yeah, I'm quite good at that. Country mega ticket for the summer, like yeah. seven shows for two seconds of a song but i with the lyrics those lyrics that's not that's not easy yeah. bro and then you pick mm-hmm. the ones you you pick the ones that don't come up when you look up tony Luca. <laughs> i know i'm like man did i even release that <laughs> <laughs> i had to i wanted to make it tough because i know you're a huge fan of tony so i wanted to it's uh, got to be tough now i look really shitty but i did wear my shirt <laughs> yeah I don't think Love there's it. any doubt in Tony's mind that you're you you know you know your stuff about what is music and stuff. I think he knows that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's fine. So we we couldn't have you on without asking about the voice, and I don't, obviously don't want to dwell about dwell on about it because you, you, your career is way more than the voice. But I just wanted to know, like, is are shows like that exactly what we see on TV, or are they like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Is it like smoke and mirrors, like? Yeah, I mean, re- reality is a is a loose term in reality TV. You know, um, they produce a lot of it in terms of like massaging it into place and prepping certain stories because at the end of the day, it's much more about the singers' stories than it is their voice. Um, but also, what makes my voice experience so unique is that um it was really at the beginning second season was more like a a a bona fide first season because the first season was like really short and they didn't quite have it all fleshed out um and so um once they finally got the full budget to do a full show um yeah they it was exciting time but they really were putting a lot of faith and stock in the coaches. Um, they were really giving them the lion's share of um, creative control of the momentum of that show. And they realized right away that that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, because it, it, you know, when egos get involved, um, it, people can get a little unruly and, and a little careless and a little caught up in their, their thing. And um, that's really what happened with, uh, with me and season two with, between um, uh, Christina and Adam yeah. uh, back then, back then in season two, like they left it so that coaches could kind of torpedo each other's contestants. Like they could say, you know, unkind things to their singers because, you know, they're trying to get one up on their opponent, opposing yeah. coach, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, it's all, you're also going to realize like these, they're all supposed to be like on equal footing celebrity people. 
But when you have someone as charming as Blake Shelton and someone as weird and unique as CeeLo and then someone as cunning and clever and competitive as Adam, Christina, you know, she just didn't, she wasn't going to stand a chance, you know, just because she's not super capable of, of outwitting them on the spot. And she's not very quick. She's, uh, it just, it was going to get ugly. (laughs) It kind of got ugly, you know? And, um, I kind of got caught in the crossfire of all that. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm a victim. Like I enjoyed being on Adam's team because it was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, let's do this. And it became a lot of fun to try to like each week sort of out strategize uh, Christina. But it, it, it also made for like, that's the takeaway from, you know, whenever the voice yeah. comes up, people are like, so what's up with Christina? It's like, man, you know, I don't know. It was it was what it was. But um, but so after season two, the producers, um, because, yeah, there was definitely some wrangling when it came to announcing the winners based off the metrics that they proposed to the audience. Like, hey, get your votes in and buy these songs off of iTunes and yada, yada. And and then when you get the results, you're like, wait a second. Everyone can kind of see these results. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the iTunes doesn't lie, you know. Um, yeah, of course. And you come to realize, like, yeah, they, they, though we might have won the game with like a ninety-nine problems, but a bitch ain't won, you know. Like, okay, that was pretty ballsy, but I don't get to win in front of the camera. <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't get to win to the American pub public, you know, like that's not going to be a good look for the voice. Yeah. You know, me singing, uh, you know, uh, 99 problems clearly leveled at one of their celebrity coaches. You know, it's not, that's not a good look for America, you know? Yeah. So after season two, they, they basically gave all the coach. Yeah. They gave all the coaches like, um, firm slap on the wrist and said, golden rule guys, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And so after that, from season three on, you would just see all these coaches just stroking every last singer, say, oh, that's the best I've ever heard of the boy. Oh, that's the most impressive performance I've ever seen on the stage. And it just got a little predictable and and whatever. Um, the fact that they never were able to kind of develop a, a, a meaningful pipeline to the label side and getting these singers off onto a meaningful career like idol did yeah um i think a lot of <clears throat> artists and real singers kind of lost interest in the show because it's like eh, there's nothing nothing in it it's just a, it's it's basically a vanity show for the coaches and yeah and uh that's that's pretty much what it is and that's the irony is that they call it the voice as if it's based around the person's voice but it's really not is it like there's so much more to yeah. it than that so much more yeah, yeah. so do you feel like because you, obviously you were already an established artist before you went on there and obviously still are now, do you feel like it benefited your career? Like ultimately, obviously initially I'm sure it did, but like ultimately. I mean, it's debatable, you know, like it's hard to imagine what might've happened had I spent those couple of years um, digging in on my own thing without going and doing the voice. Um, But for me, man, my whole career has just been like a series of random fucking awesome weird opportunities and that 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 
that pretty much was par for the course for me. It's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go do this, see how this goes. And um, there were definitely, you know, made a lot of new fans from it for sure. Um, it temporarily kind of boosted things on the tour front. You know, I was able to go sell a lot more tickets, and that felt like a one to one ratio cause and effect yeah. kind of thing and it's like okay this is undeniably a great thing that i had done um wound up signing to adam levine's label and thought like okay we're off to the races i just thought it was like okay everything was going to kind of start to happen and um you know that that deal went as quickly as it came and you know adam didn't really know what he was getting into on the label front and um it was pretty unfortunate but it was, uh, um, I think for me personally, I don't regret it. I don't, you know, there might've been some things I would like to have done a little differently in terms of how I presented myself um, and maybe some choices or decisions that I could stand by a little more firmly and have been more of an artist going into it than just a contestant. Um, yes. I think I, I deserve that. I owed that to myself and I kind of denied myself that I went in there like a, you know, a Ken doll and said, okay, let's go. Let's dress me up. However you want to, what should we do? Now, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's try this. Okay. I'm down. And that was fun. But it, it, you know, it, it, I, I didn't come across as having a very clear, singular artistic vision. Uh, when I, I, I think that might've been an, a missed opportunity, but uh, otherwise, man, no, it was, it was great. Really cool chance of a lifetime opportunity of a lifetime. Got to, you know, that, that the band, playing with that band every week was just, like, amazing. Yeah, um, for sure. So many of the other, the, 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 the talent that you, you meet on that show, all the singers are just so cool. I'm still in touch with a lot of them. It's just, because it's, it's, it's a singular experience, you know, you really do go through some interesting paces together. And uh, and it makes for a cool, you know, camaraderie and, and a life experience. Yeah, of course, yeah. That makes sense. And it's good that you don't regret it, like, because it was an amazing yeah. part of your career and it's nice to look back on with fond memories for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we're not going to keep you too much longer because I, I, we obviously are aware that you're at work. Um, <laughs> but I do have, we have these five questions that we like to ask our guests to the same five questions and they're kind of quick fire ones. So if you're okay with that, we're going to just do them really quickly now. Sure. Okay, so the first question is, if you had to choose one song, what one song defines Tony Luca? Not one of your songs, like just, I suppose it could be, but really another song, just a song you love that you've always loved that just kind of, like we know with Stephanie, if she, if we asked her, she could literally say the one you wrote for her, because that one that you wrote for her <laughs> is, is pure Stephanie. But obviously no one's ever done that for you. So if you had to pick a song that defines you, what would you, what would you choose? It's a tough question. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of an obscure answer, uh, but one of my, Desert Island Five albums is Hajira by Joni Mitchell, which was like a really deep dive concept record that she made. And the title track, Hajira, um, it, it really has always spoken to me. And it, when it comes on, I'm just, I'm arrested, you know, like, ah, got it. It really does kind of sum up. Um, I feel like I, I really relate to her perspective on life as an artist, as a writer, as, as you know, as a journeyman traveling and you know being on the road and touring all the time she just has a a really wonderful lens for all of that and uh, i mean it, there's so many songs i don't know but yeah. i'm thinking like let's, let's let's try to whittle it down but i'll go with that one for now okay that's a good answer she's a great artist 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, Stephanie has the next question. What would be your favorite meal? Sushi. Yes, yes. Sushi, man, <laughs> all the way. Definitely. Sushi. I would never, I could eat that every day for the rest of my life and I'd never get bored of it. Same. Yeah, I've, I've been known, known to eat my weight in sushi. Um, Same. <laughs> doesn't it annoy you when people say like, oh, I've tried sushi and it's not nice. And it turns out that it's a grocery store sushi that's just not sushi at all. It's like cooked tuna. <laughs> like that's not sushi. But it annoys me. You've got to go to a proper Japanese restaurant to, ta- to try it, you know. Yeah, you had, so you market. you had a California roll from Kroger, man. Come on, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we don't even have a proper one, but that shit's good, and that's what I <laughs> yeah. want anytime there's takeout. Yeah, yeah. You just stick with those <laughs> imitation crab rolls that, like, <laughs> just don't really cut it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next question is: What is one thing? Can you tell us one thing about yourself that no one else knows? Now, if that's too tough to answer. I'll, I'll rephrase it. Tell us one thing about yourself that Stephanie doesn't know. Ah. <laughs> Song lyrics, apparently. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, um, no one else knows it. Something no one else knows. No one. Yeah. yeah. Um, A little Tony Luca fact. I have inexplicably soft feet. <laughs> <laughs> Like like baby's butt, soft feet. That, that's a random one. I mean, I, I can't really say my uh, feet are rough, but I, I suppose yeah. if you're walking around with shoes on, they're going to be soft anyway, aren't they? I guess. Yeah. Unless you are diligent and exfoliate, as one might do. Okay, so listen. So you've got really soft, yeah. soft feet, soft soles, we could say. Hey. She mentioned earlier about the song. You, you Surely you can do something with that idea, Tony. You've got soft soles. She's oh, got yeah. holes in her souls. Fix it into a song. You don't have to credit me, but credit Stephanie. Gavin, what, what did I say when you asked me that question? I don't know. We have to I go can't back remember. I, can't, I don't know what you're on. But Gavin was. asked me these five questions. And okay. I, I can't remember. But it wasn't. You don't recall what you said. I mean, no. Well, I, know I know I told Tony and the group at one point that my feet are two different sizes. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but I don't okay. think that's what I told Gavin. I don't think that's what I told Gavin. Random. Anyway, right. Okay, so yeah, what's the next oh. one, Stephanie? What is your favorite place to be? What is my favorite place to be? Yes. Yeah. Like, like where, where is my favorite place to be? Where? Yeah. Where? Yeah. yeah, where would be the question? Um. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Um. I was just thinking about this yesterday, actually, because I was listening to um, like a workshop thing uh, on uh, on my headphones while I was working out. And they say like, okay, what, this is an exercise. I want you to picture a spot, you know, a place where you really feel relaxed and that you really enjoy being, you know, alone or by yourself or where you really feel tranquil. And I'm totally picturing laying on my bed at home with my dog <laughs> uh, under the ceiling fan on like a lazy afternoon. Um, you know, you could swap out the dog for my wife and, you know, you'd be just fine. But, uh, or sushi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sushi, like a big plate of sushi on my bed. Yeah. I think, um, there's something about, uh, cause I'm, I'm, 
I'm, you know, I'm on the road four nights a week. I'm home four days a week. If that makes any sense, you know? And yeah. so to, to like come home on like a Sunday morning and just lay down on my bed, not go to sleep, but just lay there. It just feels like ah, <laughs> I've landed. I can chill out for at least five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. nice, man. Okay, so the, the final question is, what inspires you? Um, I think the one thing that consistently over the years, um, the answer to that one has always been um, travel, migration, you know, like just making the rounds and and traveling. Um, it's it's always like. I always feel like a voyeur, like I'm able to kind of see things that make different places unique. Um, but more importantly, like all the consistencies, you know, from coast to coast. And I don't just mean like the homogenization of fast food and retail stores and stuff where everything kind of looks the same. Yeah. But just the things like the human spirit, you know, like the watching kids play in a park or at a, a gate at an airport and seeing them just be kids and be silly and laugh even if you're you know in in europe somewhere you just like smiles are smiles and things are you know the thing the things that are universal are what are going to inform better lyrics you know yes. the idea yeah and it, it took me a while to um to realize that the more specific you can be in your lyrics the more universal the appeal. Yeah. And I, cause I always used to try to like write real colorful and esoteric and, and artsy and that's cool. And it might sound cool, but, but it doesn't, people don't connect to it because it doesn't, it doesn't like jog their reverie or their recollection of things. And um, you can describe being in traffic on the four or five. And even if you've never been, in traffic on the 405 it's not hard to imagine what that is or what your equivalent of that is yeah and so um but yeah just just traveling all the time and and taking notes and observing people and places is it's just it's never it, it's a bottomless well of inspiration really yeah for sure well they say travel broadens the mind mm -hmm. so, yeah definitely Okay, well, Tony, listen, it's been amazing talking to you and, and we really appreciate you doing this because we are aware that you're at work and it's been lovely talking to you. Now, where, where can people find you on social media? They want to follow you. Uh, yeah, uh, TonyLuca.com, L-U-C-C-A.com. Uh, has been alive and well since 1998. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Instagram at LucaDoes and uh, Facebook dot com slash Tony Luca. Um, but if you really want to get in on the deep dive, uh, uh, you can check out my Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash Tony Luca and join Steph and the rest of the folks in the Mo fam. And, Excellent. Uh, get in on all the, all the uh, inside scoop stuff. <laughs> yeah. All the Luca action. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure we yeah. put the description and the links in the description as well. So be okay, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you, you guys, man. This is cool. I, I, I love it. Steph kind of found her her lane with the the podcast thing because she, uh, she's great at it. Honestly, like we've had so much fun. Like she's she shows up on time, which is something no one ever does. 
And um, <laughs> she's always fun to talk to. There's always new things we can discuss. And yeah, she's doing a good job. Punctual so, uh, and fun. Yeah. And she's got go. us our first great guest as well. Like, this has been great. Yeah, man. Well, right on. So hopefully um, we can have you back on again sometime in the future when you're working on something new. We can touch base again. For sure, man. Love to touch base again. That's great, man. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Well, you have a good show, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay. Thank you, See you guys. See you, sweetie. Take care, brother. Okay, so there was our interview there with Tony. I mean, just listening back to that now, like, so much fun, wasn't it? Oh, it was great. It was so much fun. Definitely. And, and as a person who knows a lot about Tony and his career, I still heard new things that was that was yeah yeah that's awesome yeah not only were you helping with the the interview but you were also li- a listener along the way as well as was i really right um but yeah i mean i thought like the, the game we played i mean I, I i have to apologize putting you on a spot like that it <laughs> is not easy if i mean i you know there's so many musicians i love that's just you will use richard marx as an example um because he's another singer songwriter i just adore if, if you did the same with his songs, there's no way I'd get them off the bat like that. Just song lyric, lyrics. It's really tough. I mean, even that he struggled. Even hard. Tony struggled. He was like, mm-hmm. hmm. Like, he's like, where did you pull that one from? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was a little shocked, too, about your choices. There. But that was good because Except- you were you were worried that you weren't going to get any and then you'd look really, really bad. But but he struggled as well, so it was fine. He struggled, too. And, and yeah. there's no... Um, I listen to all of his music, but there's song. There's a lot of albums or chunks of time where I know those songs like the back of my hand. You did not pick any of those except "Wiggle It Out." <laughs> so- yeah, so I picked that one because I mean, it's it's interesting you mentioned that one. That was a song um, that he used the uh, the album. The uh, how would oh. you say the artwork for this for the song itself. There's yeah. a little girl in, in the picture that's got like a hula hoop around her waist. That's your little girl, isn't it? It's your daughter. It is. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of <laughs> why I was like, and I know that she's very familiar with this song for that reason alone. Oh, for sure. And well, and I, I'm a teacher of first graders and I play it in my classroom all the time. It's just great. As it, it, yeah. It's a great song. It's so, <laughs> to me, it's so different from the other stuff that he's done. It's just oh, a fun tune. It was for, um for charity. Okay. And, yeah, and with Chris Kirkpatrick on it. Oh, he's on that track, is he? Yeah, he is. Like doing like backing vocals. Uh huh. Oh, that's cool. I didn't. Throughout I didn't the know whole that. thing, yeah. Okay, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so Chris knows him as well, then. Obviously, like I didn't realize, like because I knew I know that he knows Joey Fatone, and obviously he knows yeah. Justin and and JC. I didn't realize. So, so does Lance know him then? Uh, yeah, he knows all of them. Oh, does he? Well, of course, because he did. This, he toured with them, didn't he? So, so yeah. Of well, course. he toured with them, but when he was on Mickey Mouse Club, um, he like lived with JC. Okay. And and then Joey came around all the time, and you know, once they became in sync, I think. Okay, I don't know the, the true answer, but I'm pretty sure he <laughs> he also knows Lance in some capacity. But Chris and Joey and JC are the older ones, and he knew all of them because they were in Orlando. Yeah. All for, for okay. um, when, before they formed in sync. So yeah, he knows them pretty well. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's great. I have yeah. to listen to that song now, knowing that Chris is doing the back and vocals. Oh, you do. You do. I didn't know you didn't know that. That's funny. It's, yeah. Um, you probably did tell me at one point, but um, no, I just forgot. I either forgot or just wasn't aware. Right. 
yeah. It's just his back. It's just background mostly, but it's it's pretty cool. And it was for a children's hospital charity album. Yeah. And then Tony and Chris released it as a single. Yeah. Um, and it's but it's also on an album. Okay, that's and great. it's great. It, where it was written for children and families to have a happy happy moment. Yeah. I'm going to add it to my playlist. I'm going to play yeah. it because we, you know, obviously drive around in the car playing music with the kids in the back. I'm going to play mm-hmm. that one and just see how it goes down <laughs> with the kids. I'm sure they'll love it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, and then have them make up a TikTok dance for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So were you saying before that you, that you kind of learned stuff from this interview, the stuff that you didn't even know? Can I assume that one of those things that you didn't know was what he said about one thing that no one else knows and he mentioned about the soft feet <laughs> that was funny yeah i definitely didn't know that <laughs> I mean, you might as- just assume people have soft feet like yeah don't assume people have nasty feet right or yeah hard feet but i, <laughs> so I would assume that like anybody in the royal family would have very soft feet because it's like it's a result of good living isn't it to have soft feet I but he's, think such, so. he's such a hard worker. I don't know. I guess you'd kind of expect him to have rough feet. Not that he sits on stage with no shoes on, but. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, though, because I think people people who walk around, like you might have calloused feet, but I was thinking more along the lines of like dry skin and stuff. I, I don't know. All yeah. I know is that poor Tony will never live that down. Yeah. Never. Yeah, that's funny. It's kind of reminds me of the time we had. Um, you remember the girl band Bewitched? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had uh, Lindsay from Bewitched on, and uh, we asked her the same question, and she said, "I love feeling people's elbows, like the skin on people's elbows." <laughs> she went, "I just, I just love playing with it," and I'm like, "Really? Like this?" And she was like, "Yeah." She said, "I just, it's, I just love it. It's great. I just, I'll sit there for ages, just playing with people's, obviously people she knows, like not just strangers." But yeah, just the skin on people's elbows. It was so random, but I love those random facts because it's like, (laughs) it's so random. And it's not like, sometimes people will take that question seriously and they'll genuinely give you a good fact. Um, Mike Smith, who plays Bubbles on Trailer Park Boys, if I can remember correctly, his was something like when he was younger, he was in like the world championships of either roller skating or hula hooping, one of the two. (laughs) I feel like it was roller skating though. That's amazing. I think I've got hula hooping on my mind because of the wiggle it out yeah. single. Um, but yeah, something re- something random like that. And I love those little facts because they're just silly. And That's amazing. Yeah. I have to go, go back and listen to the episode where you asked me that because I can't remember what I said. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if I said something about feet. <laughs> you might have. You, you, yeah, you may well. I have a one. couple facts. That, but I, I think I already told it was some kind of zoom with tony and my fact he had to guess who we were based on our random facts and my fact was my feet are two different sizes yeah he did not guess, yeah, that, guess that, that's, that's that is random so your feet are two different sizes does that mean that you have to buy two different kinds of like shoes i just buy the bigger size really yeah it's uncomfortable i can't really wear heels very well you know like <laughs> can't you there's no way you can just like take one out of one box and switch them like you would think so, but they check. Yeah. Like, they don't let you do that. It's not allowed. Yeah, I can imagine it's not allowed. But, you know, if you tried, you could. Mm, I've tried. I mean, or you could just try it. And then if they catch you, just go, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. Why oh. would I do that? Obviously, well, right. obviously, I didn't uh. mean to. What lunatic would take one size of each shoe? <laughs> it's, 
it's actually like a full size difference. And it didn't, it wasn't my whole life. I, I, I think it happened after I walked a charity walk and done, had done all the training and things and then did the walk. And I think I just didn't have great shoes and my one foot just kind of flattened out. Really? And you know, now I have to buy size eight and a half instead of yeah, that's weird. seven and a half. <laughs> that is, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, that was great. We, we should just call this episode feet talk. Because we we talked a lot about feet, didn't we? Not only did we talk about, you know, you just mentioned there about your feet being two different sizes. We talked about Tony's soft feet. Then there was a whole the whole thing on songwriting where you mentioned that you had oh, that about, about holes in your souls. Like I really hope he uses that in a song. That's my song. I'm gonna write that song. About like because when we were talking about it, it looked like it's like you could see the gears working in his mind that he was like, hmm, could I can I actually I could hmm that that would work. It's almost <laughs> like he was, he was songwriting while we were talking almost. I think that's how his mind works. It's funny. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um okay. yeah, feet, feet talk. Except I hate feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of feet. I don't understand these this we won't go into it obviously, but like the whole fetish thing. I don't I don't get it. I'm not knocking anyone that like likes feet like that, but right. I just don't, don't someone's understand yum, it. but it's not my yum. And there's yeah um that that's one of my facts I've I've said before too, is that I've never had a pedicure. And I've yeah, I never will. You, don't touch my freaking don't touch my feet. yeah see my my wife Dana, <laughs> she loves pedicures like she'll go for them not all the time but like you know once in a blue moon she'll go she and she loves it and she's taking our daughter as well so i just don't understand i don't want anyone messing with my feet anyone my feet. ever don't touch them no it's <laughs> weird it is and i don't like my own feet and so and i don't like feet in general why do i want to go to a public place and have some lady touch my feet it's yeah not... It's no. weird. I really like socks, though. So yeah, well, that's fine. That's not yeah. weird. That's <laughs> that's totally oh, fine. Yeah, feet talk, the Tony Lucas special. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, we are going to wrap up this episode. Just want to say thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, if you want to find uh, Majors Mess Hall on social media, just go to linktree.com forward slash Majors Mess Hall because it, it's everything's linked under that one link. It'll take you to our YouTube page, links to Spotify, Apple Music. Um, our, I was going to say our website. We used to have a website. We don't anymore. Our Patreon page is on there. So if you want to like, you know, do- donate to us monthly, you can do. All the money goes back into the podcast. And as always, thank you to our current patrons for helping us out. And yeah, this has been episode 195. I've been Gavin. She's been Steph. And we're going to be back again for episode 196. No plans for that yet, but it's coming. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks very much, guys. And and obviously, Tony Luca did mention that you can go to his website. I believe it was just TonyLuca.com. Yep. Yeah. So check out his stuff, guys. Honestly, on Spotify, if you haven't listened to his music before, give him a, give him a whirl. He's fantastic. And uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back soon. See you, Steph. See ya. Yeah.